on today's show. James Harden's trade rumors have officially stopped for now. And we're going to be talking about that and what it means for the Clippers team going into this upcoming season on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team, every day. I'm your host, Darren Vaziri, born and raised in L.A. and going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan this fall. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper, L.A. Sports, NBA, and NBA history content and Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know what you think of the James Harden news. And that news being that the Sixers have ended trade talks for him, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, for the time being and plan to bring him back to training camp for the start of the season. What does that mean? What does that mean for him, the situation? And then, of course, the Clippers Well, going to be talking about that in this episode, which is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And before I get started, I also want to say, I've been getting a lot of support recently from the Locked On listener crowd, like sending me direct messages and stuff, suggesting episode topics. So I really appreciate that, everybody. I really do try to read all your comments and respond to them all. So keep on throwing suggestions out there. At the end of the day, I want to give you what you want to hear Clipper Nation, the best in the world. And shout out to the guy I met last night out, just out in LA, that knew me from the, like inside the bar. If you're listening, shout out to you, man. That was hilarious. But anyway, let's get into the James Harden situation. So the 76ers, according to Woj, have ended trade talks and plan to bring James Harden back to training camp for the start of the season. And I'm thinking to myself, and I think everyone's starting to think to themselves, he, is he going to even partake in training camp? He's clearly a disgruntled star. He opted into the deal so you can trade him. Is he going to show up on some Ben Simmons stuff? wearing What was Ben Simmons wearing? Like jean shorts or sweats or something and smiling and going half-assed through the drills? I mean, is James Harden going to show up? Is he going to put the fat suit on? <laughs> I saw Joey Lynn, who we had on the podcast a couple weeks ago, post a picture of Harden getting into the fat suit. Um, Of course, if you don't know what that means, James Harden, when he has wanted to be, well, famously when he wanted to leave Houston, he was out of shape, overweight, and there were some pictures that caught him, let's just say his bad side, and made him look bigger than he actually was, and the James Harden fat jokes just, ran riot around the internet. So that's the whole joke about putting on the fat suit. He's going to let himself gain weight so they trade him. How much of a malcontent is he going to be during training camp? Woj does describe it in his article that it is setting up an uncomfortable situation with the unhappy star. Now, 
The Clippers are mentioned in the article. The Sixers had periodic offseason conversations with the Clippers where Harden wants to go, and there's no secret about that. Everybody's known that for a month or two now at this point, that James Harden wants to come here to your L.A. Clippers. The question is, do the L.A. Clippers want James Harden? Clearly not badly enough to make the deal for him. Do I think they're doing the right thing? Yeah, I do think they're doing the right thing. Because I've expressed how I feel about adding James Harden to this team. I don't think it's necessary in any way because I believe in the Clippers team as constructed, if they're healthy, to make noise with just about everyone. The only team that really concerns me is the defending champion Denver Nuggets for obvious reasons. But I think the Westbrook addition helps us in that matchup. And I think you saw that in the last regular season game we played against them, the Marcus Morris debacle in overtime. And we really contended against them in Denver after getting absolutely massacred by them in the other meeting in Denver in January. If you'll remember, that was probably the lowest point of the season, at least for me. It was just like, this is a disaster. So am I saying that because of Russell Westbrook, the Clippers can now beat the Denver Nuggets in a best of seven? I am not. But I'm saying that I think our matchup got better with the addition of Russ. And I think that it's all about health, right? Here's how I feel. If James Harden gets added to the roster, it's still going to be about if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George can be healthy in the playoffs. That's what it's going to come down to. You know, I feel like the people that want James Harden have two things in common. One, they're talking mainly regular season things. James Harden helping us with our regular season record, helping us when Kawhi or Paul George are out because they're going to miss games. So you're already showing that you don't think that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George can really play 60-plus games, which is an issue, which is an issue, and it's not a formula to win the championship, hence why I was advocating for potentially blowing it up this summer. But I know that hurts people's feelings. So... (laughs) You know, I'm just saying, if those are the real concerns that you don't believe, this is only for a specific section of people. If you're crossing your fingers saying, I think our team is good as is, I just want health. And when I say good as is, I still mean Marcus Morris being traded. Don't get that twisted. I keep seeing comments about Marcus Morris. Yes, absolutely. I think, especially with these, with this news coming out, that the talks are going to be on hold at least for a while, at least going into training camp, maybe going into the season that Marcus Morris, now you should look, if you're the Clippers, to trade him in a deal that does not involve James Harden. You have to. You have to get him off the roster because, I mean, clearly he was a malcontent to a degree last season, and Ty Lue might just play him. He might just still play him so much when he really has no, and this is no disrespect to him at all. This is just an honest evaluation of somebody who likes all these players and wants to see the Clippers succeed, Marcus Morris has no place in this Clipper team anymore. He is not useful. He does not give us anything that we lack. So besides that, let's just say we got Marcus Morris off the roster. Let's say we just waived him or bought him out, whatever. That roster, if you believe in this team and just say all we need is health, then I feel you. I really do feel you. My thing is I just don't trust the health thing, but I trust the personnel, if that makes sense. I just want to see Ty Lue play the right guys. And when I say right guys, I mean more Terrence Mann mainly, but also not play super small ball. 
But as far as the James Harden talks, I was very happy to hear this news because I did not want Harden. Again, oh yeah, so that's the first reason, right? That I think people are talking about the regular season mainly. And the second reason, the, the second reason people want Harden, this group of people want Harden, is that they don't seem to trust Russell Westbrook at all. That's what I've noticed. The main reasons they want Harden are for, one, to help us with the regular season, and two, because they legitimately think they don't trust Westbrook as the third option. They want Harden to be that third option. Not even thinking what that means for Westbrook and his role and what he's getting out of this team, or what the team is getting from him, I should say. Like, you guys assume, because Harden and Westbrook are friends and they've played together before, that in this environment where we brought Westbrook in to be that facilitator, to be that true point guard, that guy that gave Paul George and Russ, uh, and Kawhi Leonard the ball in their spots where they can work off the ball more and not have to work so hard to play make so much. Now you're taking that away from him and putting him more off the ball, which he is not great at, even though he showed capabilities of finding ways to, in- to contribute by being off the ball, like crashing the offensive glass when guys are sagging off, cutting more than he did with the Lakers, screen setting and rolling, and then sometimes just catching the ball and attacking the open space in front of him as opposed to getting baited into that three on the catch and shoot. So he still found ways to be good off the ball, but at the end of the day, we brought Russell Westbrook to put the ball in his hands with Paul George and Kawhi out there at times. Not to put another extremely ball-dominant player out there with him it just it's overkill to me i am a big believer in fit matters and i don't think people really consider what it does for russ all those people say oh well russ should go to the bench do you know if he's okay with that because that matters that matters but anyway and don't even get me started with james harden's history in the playoffs recent history especially like we already have we you know russell westbrook had his playoff reputation and he actually did great this year so I've given him that benefit for next year to go into it expecting that he can perform in the playoffs. Paul George, he had to conquer demons. Three straight postseasons in a row with disappointing endings. 2018, 19, and 20. He conquered those demons in 2021. Hasn't played a playoff game since Game 6 against the Suns in the conference finals. So we already have guys that have these hurdles they haven't gone through. I don't think adding Harden is going to make life easier, personally. But that's just one man's opinion, and that's mine. The moral of the story is the 76ers have ended trade talks for Harden as of now. Does that mean that they're permanently done? Absolutely not. I've heard that Harden may just go balls to the wall and start calling out the Sixers for things. We'll see what that means. But I do know that this isn't over. I do know that there's going to be more news about this and it's going to drag on to this season. We know Daryl Morey will play hardball, as I've said many times on this show. What he did with Ben Simmons, he let it drag on to the middle of the season and he eventually won. Clearly, he does not like the offer that the Clippers are giving him, Norman Powell, Marcus Morris, and they seem uncomfortable to trade Terrence Mann. I'm not 100% sure on if Brandon Boston's involved in those talks at all. I do not know. All I know is Marcus Morris and Norman Powell were two of the names that I heard in the rumors. But, yeah. Seems like he's staying put for now. I don't know what that means for the 76ers in their training camp situation, but Woj ended the article by saying Philadelphia believes it will be a championship contender with Harden's return alongside MVP center Joel Embiid, and the team is determined to find a way to make it work with Harden this season, sources said. But Harden, of course, is not happy with Daryl Morey 
because he's not down to give him a long-term max contract. And honestly, I don't blame them. And you know what's really funny? Some Clipper fans I've even seen say that, you know, we'd want to lock up Harden for a couple of years going into the Intuit Dome, and that sounds like a nightmare, you know, to, to guarantee that the 2-1-3 era is extended before we even have this season and see if they can stay healthy. I think that's insane, and I personally think we were making the right choice by playing hardball because we have the leverage. He may not even want to play for Philly. He clearly doesn't want to be there, and he wants to come here. So we're like, you know what? We're chilling. And one thing I love is that the Clippers, this is showing me that they trust their team as is to compete, and they don't feel like they are desperate for Harden, and I really like to see that. But coming up, I just talked about the team. Let's go deeper into it. What does this mean for the team as is? Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right. So what does it mean for the Clippers team now that Harden is off the table for now? Man, I'm ecstatic because I personally... I'm very public at the fact that I'm not a big fan of watching James Harden play basketball. And if I believed that James Harden was the right fit for the Clippers, I'd put my personal bias aside and say, you know what? I think James Harden would be a good fit. I want to see him on the team. But I'm being honest when I say I personally don't think it's the best fit. And I also think Harden hasn't seemed to have, you know, this beautiful chemistry in the organizations he's been to, he's constantly switching teams these days. And there's always drama surrounding him and his trade requests. Like, I don't think that we need more of this kind of stuff around. I think we need to have the vibes right this season. I know people laugh at that statement, vibes, what are you talking about? But I'm serious. Harmony within a team is very important. If you've ever been a part of any team of any kind and you want to, you know, accomplish a common goal... It's very hard to do that with disharmony and drama and eyes not on the prize. Mine's not focused on the task at hand. And I'm not saying that Harden can't come and do that, but it seems to lose with Harden. It seems to, you know, recently not be something that lasts very long. And it just doesn't seem, it's not what we need. I'm just going to go that far. It's not what we need in my opinion. But let me tell you something. This team... I think running it back with the additions of K.J. Martin, let's say we get rid of Marcus Morris, but now we have the Bones, Highland, Russell, Westbrook, Mason, Plumlee from the beginning of the season, and hopefully, hopefully we give Terrence Mann the minutes that he deserves. This team, if we can stay healthy, I think we can really be dangerous. It really all comes down, again, to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George being healthy. Now, you might be wondering, that's the whole point of getting hard in you, dummy, because you're saying this. My problem is when you get to the playoffs, I don't trust Harden, and I don't trust that, you know, if what we're saying is that Paul George and Kawhi are injured, that means that they probably haven't played a lot of games with the four of them. 
you know, in this hypothetical situation. So going into the playoffs, I want a team that knows each other. And, you know, guys can get off when other guys aren't playing. Like Harden can get off when Kawhi Leonard is not playing or Paul George is not playing. But what do we look like when all four of them are together? That's something that we realized with our depth this season, right? We said, oh, we got the deepest team in the league. Then we realized guys weren't playing. Guys are losing confidence. Sometimes too much depth is a real thing. It's rhythm. You want to have defined roles sometimes. And just saying, oh, talent can go out there and figure it out, that's just not always how that works. And I can sit here and list a bunch of different examples to prove my point, but I don't need to do that because I think you are knowledgeable enough to realize that not every team that just throws a bunch of talent together ends up working out. So I'm very optimistic about this team whose personnel I really like and I think it all comes down to Kawhi and Paul George being healthy, which it was going to come down to anyway, even with James Harden. And let me just say this as well. Kawhi Leonard starting the season healthy, that would make a massive difference. Because we basically had him miss like the first 20 out of the first 25 games, essentially. If he's healthy to start the season, maybe on a minutes restriction for a couple of games, but no setback where he misses a whole month we can get off to a very solid start to the season. Because one thing we know for sure is that when Kawhi Leonard's on the court, we win games. When Kawhi Leonard's on the court, he wins games. He's done it everywhere he's gone. And he's got one of the highest win percentages in the history of the league. He's got the highest winning percentage of any active NBA player. And that is no coincidence because of how great he is. It's just a matter of being healthy. And the team as is with the mentality of taking the regular season seriously, which Ty Lue and Paul George have seemed to emphasize, as well as Lawrence Frank, health willing with our up- upgraded depth. And it is upgraded depth. News, you know, having a center from the start of the season, a backup. Having KJ Martin for some athleticism. Having Bones Highland for some speed and youth. I really think... We can be solid. It's just all about the health. But let me tell you what I realized from the fact that the Clippers didn't want to make the trade. What it means for this upcoming season for me. Coming up. All right. So here's something that really makes me scratch my head. The Clippers not pulling the trigger on the James Harden trade, all the rumors stated that it was Terrence Mann that was the name that the Clippers could not get past giving up. And I absolutely love to hear that because I'm a Terrence Mann fanatic, right? He's so important to Clipper fans because of what he's done in the playoffs, because of the contributions he makes on the court, because he's the most, you know, relevant player on the team that we drafted. You know, when I say relevant, I mean the guy that gets the most minutes, obviously, you know, self-explanatory there. So I don't want to act like the brewmaster of Brandon Boston or Jason Preston or Moose are irrelevant, but Terrence Mann is just, he's that guy for us. And I don't want to see him get traded. And I also think you need guys like Terrence Mann to win championships. Championship-level role players, what I've said, I think Terrence Mann's ceiling is. 
a guy that can go out there and defend, a guy that can go out there and move without the ball, catch and shoot, attack closeouts, and just make the right basketball play, move the ball when it needs to move, not hold on to the ball too long, be able to go out and transition, and more than anything, play hard every single night and play aggressively. And Terrence Mann does that. And that's the one thing you never can get on Terrence Mann for. Even if we're down by 20 to 30 points, he never quits. He never gives up. And that's the kind of player that I want on my team. That's the kind of player that gets fans having a cult fan base, even when you don't have the most gaudy statistics. And Clipper fans want to see Terrence Mann play more. And this is what pisses me off. If the front office is so, you know, gun-ho on not trading Terrence Mann for James Harden. James Harden, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer and just led the league in assists, that means you value him pretty highly. The coaching staff and the front office have to be on the same page with this next season. Because we can't be having Terrence Mann be the name that's holding up trade talks for a future Hall of Famer and then we're not giving him the minutes that he deserves. We're treating him like a guy that, you know, Some games he'll play a good amount, some games he won't. That's not how that works. Because Terrence Mann's not a guy whose game is built on shot making. So even if he's cold, unless he's playing terribly, he usually deserves to get a good chunk of minutes, 20 plus bare minimum, because of his tenacity, because he'll actually guard the best players in the opposing team at the point of attack. Not saying he's some lockdown guy by any means yet, or maybe he'll never be. But he allows Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to not have to guard a guy that's the best player on the other team or the best scorer or your best creator or whatever it may be. Terrence Mann takes that away from them. I just think he has a very high basketball IQ. So last season with Marcus Morris getting more minutes than him, Reggie Jackson getting more minutes than him, it was absolutely crazy. What's insane is that on opening night, Terrence Mann was the 11th man out of the 11 guys that had a case to be playing. That was extremely, like, shocking to me that Terrence Mann, of all people, would be the one that Ty Lue, to start the season, was like, you know what? I'm going to give everyone minutes, and you're the one that's going to be the one that gets the least amount of minutes of the 11. And eventually that changed. That became Robert Covington, which everybody has their own differing opinions on as well. But Terrence Mann, I mean, Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris getting more minutes than him throughout the season when they were only contributing on one side and not even consistently one side of the ball. I mean, you know, offense. And Terrence Mann is out here, clearly always helps our team when he's in and just not getting as many minutes, not getting to close games where we can't guard, can't get stops. I remember we played Indiana in December, the game where Paul George went off. And Tyrese Halliburton was just torching us in the pick and roll because he was choosing Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, or Marcus Morris to switch on to him. We have Terrence Mann or Robert Covington right there on the bench. We don't play them. Terrence Mann finally gets strong-armed by the front office into the starting lineup. Or should I say Ty Lue gets strong-armed by the front office to start him, and we start winning games. It's not rocket science. It's not a big mystery that Terrence Mann helps the Clippers win basketball games. More Terrence, more victories. That's why I say you should be starting next year to ensure that he gets more minutes because when he does come off the bench, what happens is he comes in for his regular stint, he sits out after his eight-minute stretch or whatever it may be, and then the five, you know, the starters come back in for their five minutes and it's halftime. He only gets two stints in the game. About It can be sometimes eight minutes each. He plays like 17, 18 minutes. That's not good enough. He's too valuable on our team to be playing that little. He should be playing upwards of... 
25 minutes every single game, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. You got to let me know, though, what you think of James Harden, the rumor, or should I say the news of the trade talks being on hold. This does not mean that the James Harden trade won't happen. It very well could, especially if he's so dead set on coming here and nowhere else. But let me know what you thought in the YouTube comments. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper content. And of course, Locked On Clippers. Hit the notification bell. As I said, let me know what you think in the pinned comment. And have a great day. The age old proverb continues. Go Clippers.